Hey everyone, it's Ella, your host of the Lemon Said Podcast, a platform dedicated to supporting you by discussing all things related to managing your health, wellness, and fitness journey, no matter how many lemons life throws at you. Trigger warning. This episode contains discussions of traumatic events, including but not limited to sexual exploitation. Listener discretion is advised. Today, we will hear from an incredible figure competitor and gold medalist in women's figure true novice and open class for the Canadian Physique Alliance King Kong Open Championships. Based in the Greater Toronto area, she currently works as a building operator and fulfills her passion as a fitness coach for Mish Fit Lifestyle Coaching. She is not your average fitness coach. She goes deep into understanding your diet, lifestyle, and your mental health with her background in psychology and sociology from York University. During the pandemic, she also completed a course on mental health intervention. After encountering the most horrific childhood experience, she developed a coping strategy that led to a decade of serial dating. Fortunately, her search for love from others turned into a healthy love for herself and for fitness all of which stemmed from juggling life's lemons. Now, I'd like to introduce you all to one of the sweetest people I've ever met, Michelle Morin. Thank you so much for joining the Lemons Head podcast. I'm so excited, one, just to meet you in person. Um, we've kind of been texting and communicating virtually, but I'm so mm. glad we finally found time to meet. So I just want to ask you a few quick rapid fire questions. These are just fun little questions to get to know you. Mm -hmm. um, no need to contemplate, just kind of come up with whatever comes to mind mm. first. Okay. So Netflix account, own or steal? Um, steal. Definitely steal. <laughs> From? My friends. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Your good friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go to karaoke song. Uh, don't stop believing. I feel like that's their, you know, a lot of people's go-to. Agreed. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Um, I love my apples and peanut butter. Like, I, like too, much. <laughs> <laughs> too much. It's a good healthy snack. It is. <laughs> what is your greatest strength? My greatest strength? Um, it'd be, like, persevering through training. That's amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the full story on that. <laughs> when life throws you lemons. Take the lemon and make whatever you want out of it. But take the seed and plant the seed and grow another lemon tree. Oh, my God. I love that mm -hmm. one. That's awesome. Then you'll have more lemons. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So... That was a fun stuff. Not to say that we're not going to have fun next, but <laughs> we are going to get into the meat of this interview. And I'm really excited because I get to get to know you for the first time along with all of our listeners. So thank you again for joining us. Problem. What is your favorite hobby and what are you most passionate about? I think you already probably know. <laughs> I think anyone who um, follows you on Instagram will know. <laughs> yeah, that's training. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Michelle, what are you doing? Oh, I'm training. I'm at the gym. Yep. If I'm not working, I'm at the gym. <laughs> so how often do you train? Uh, almost seven days a week. Wow. Um, how long are your sessions each? They're about two hours max. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Good for you. And do you stagger your training throughout the day? Do you do two a days, three a days, or just one full two hour, up to two hour sessions? So like off season, it's just um, my weight training sessions with like mild cardio in the morning. So like I'll do 25 minutes fasted in the morning and then I'll do my weight training later in the day. That's awesome. Um, But then when I'm on season, it's it's uh, twice a day again, but like much, much longer. Right. Yeah. And how did you get into it at all? Um, it was like a whole, um, I went through a whole life changing experience um, where like my life led me to change gyms. And so I moved gyms and I went to um, LA Fitness and I met like a whole bunch of new people who are into bodybuilding mm. and um, they all introduced me to the training and I followed through with it. But I never had the ambition to compete, right. per se. Like I never had that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just train. Like I just train and I'd eat. I would like train to eat. Like I would just go lift a lot of weights and eat a hamburger. And that was just <laughs> like, you know, and like I put on a fair bit of size. And then, um, yeah, eventually it led to being like, oh, you should compete. You should compete. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. And then it just turned into, you know what, maybe I should. And then, yeah. And, and then I just have... went for it. <laughs> right. Can you tell us a little bit about that fitness journey in terms of your competitions and what you've accomplished so far? Um, yeah. So did my first show November. Um, 2022? Yes. 2022. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, I started my prep in July of last year. So it was four months long of... That's a long prep. Strict. Yeah. So my coach wanted to make sure that I was properly conditioned for show day um and it also being my first show him and I we didn't really know how my body was going to respond right and he doesn't really know how my body responds to food and the training right and how long I need um so yeah it made it was like 20 weeks of yeah it was long it sounds very long (laughs) but I feel that the longer it is, the more sustainable mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first prep was probably about eight weeks long, but it was crash dieting, which yeah. not good. No, um, I don't know about you, but did you did you lose your menstrual cycle in yes. terms of the pattern? Oh, you did as well. Yes. Yeah. So I think it kind of comes with the territory um, yeah. for most women who compete. <laughs> it's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> But it's hella fun. Yes, it is. And it's just such a huge accomplishment. But I do, you know, I don't want to knock fitness competitions Mm -hmm. because they, in their own right, have so much to offer an individual from determination and, you know, just overall perseverance, kind of how how you describe yourself. And I think it's really, really important to remember that it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. but I think so long as you understand what you're getting into, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you take the lemons that come with it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very perfectly put. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did, how did you enjoy the competition? What did it, what did your diet entail? My diet was six meals a day, um, but like small portion throughout the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um like specifically what my meals were or just like you mean generally just general general yeah six meals a day you got your protein your veg and your carb right no carbs before bed um yeah 
That's, that's amazing. That's and it. can you tell everyone what the results were of this competition? So I got, uh, I won um, my true novice. So first time ever competing. Um, and then I won my height category because mm-hmm. like bodybuilding goes by height, right? right. Height and, and weight. Um, and then I won that. And then I ended up in the overalls and then I won the overalls. So, so awesome. Yeah. Good for you. I'm, I'm so proud of you, but I also just feel like you didn't just win that competition for yourself. I think you represent a lot of women who either want to be into bodybuilding or, or have and can't like myself. <laughs> um, but, you know, just for everyone who loves fitness I think you do it for all the women out there too so Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) but also you should just be so proud of yourself and how far you've come thanks so congratulations (laughs) so we'll dive a little bit more um, into bodybuilding and fitness Mm -hmm. um, throughout our conversation but I also want to take a step back and kind of ask who inspires you most and why so uh when I had a whole like life change, and we'll get into that, I'm sure. Yes, later. we will. Um, and I switched gyms, and it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like my whole life is changing. Like I'm scared. I'm alone. I'm doing this on my own. Um, changed my whole scenery, brand new friends, um, and I met like a whole slew of friends there. But one person, and specifically, his name is Jeff. And he's um, he's an IFBB pro. Oh, awesome. Um, and he just took me under his wing and he trained me for two years and a half. Wow. And he trained me exactly the way he trains. So I was getting guidance from him and just everything like I was learning like everything that there is to bodybuilding from like food and training and and the mindset too right Mm -hmm. like you need to be around people who have that mindset it's true right or it's just like it doesn't work (laughs) um so yeah he's like somebody who really inspires me um he's a retired police officer of 32 years um he's done like marine SWAT um he actually just went through two years ago he went through a spinal fusion and um I went to his house I'd pick him up and I'd bring him to the gym and I would stack all of his weights on for him but like this guy (laughs) just training for you in itself (laughs) literally like but he's like he's like a white Ronnie Coleman like wow (laughs) um there's nothing that like would stop this man from you know and I just Seeing that, being around that type of energy is so inspiring because you're like, oh my gosh, like you're like 50 and there's nothing that stops you from doing anything, right? Um, Yeah, I'd say that really inspires me. Thank you for sharing that and um, kudos to Jeff. (laughs) Kudos to Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Do you believe that you're the same person today as you were in your teens? No, absolutely not. (laughs) what experience would you describe as a turning point in your life okay so this is it now we're in the meat (laughs) Ah, we're we're here (laughs) let's go for it (laughs) um turning point in my life um was so in high school right I think like some people have a great experience in high school other people have really bad experiences right um unfortunately mine was a very bad experience and so um that kind of 
suppressed me as a person, right? Mm. You're very, like, you're just, you're depressed. You feel like you're alone. Um, and, um, yeah, um, that led me to a place where I always felt like I needed a relationship. I always needed to be with somebody, right? Um, it was An intimate relationship or platonic relationship? Intimate. So, okay. like, romantic. Like, okay. I felt like I needed a partner all the time, right? right. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of girls in high school that feel that way. Agreed. Right? Um, they can't They can't just, like, live without somebody. Right. Right? And it's just, like, the idea more so, I think. Um but anyways, so I was caught in this, like, relationship after relationship, relationship, right? Um, and I was dating somebody for four years. Um, Still in high school? This was uh, in university. Okay. So it went through, like, and I'm, my mentality didn't change much through high school into university, I would say. Um, it kind of dragged on, and it was a lot of stuff that I didn't, I didn't deal with right mm. on my own unresolved trauma yes so um turning point in my life was telling my boyfriend at the time I need a break mm. and taking that break for myself and being like good for you for realizing you needed that break yeah and I think like it took a long time to to break that cycle mm -hmm. and it just I was just like enough like enough of like I felt like I had to give and give and give in a relationship. And I was tired. I was irritated. I was angry. I'm like, I'm not who I want to be. Do you think it was that specific relationship that got you to that point? Or do you believe that it was just the cycle of being in a constant relationship? I would say the cycle of being in a constant relationship. But then it also leading up to the idea of marriage. Mm. Where I was like, that was like, whew. I'm like time out. <laughs> like I'm like I need a break. <laughs> I'm like this is leading into somewhere where I'm just not I'm not even ready for it. And that's when I really realized um yeah, I just yeah, cut it off and I felt like this weight lifting over me, but then I was like oh, like I'm scared. Like I'm I don't know what to do. I've never not been with anybody. Um and that was like my coping mechanism since I was in high school mm. right Interesting. Um, so yeah my turning point was there um and then that's when I was going to the gym with him and for like four years he introduced me to the gym but more in like it was funny like a powerlifting style right kind of training and um yeah I I broke it off I switched gyms and that was the turning point in my life. So you switched gyms shortly after the breakup then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And from there, like, I was like, oh, I'm like, I don't know, like, anybody. I'm, like, starting fresh. And that was, like, that was terrifying. Mm -hmm. Right? But I needed that. Good for you. So that's, yeah, I would say that's my biggest turning point. And then from there, everything just went, like, like so much better it was like a, a hump at first right but I got into like the rhythm of doing things on my own right yeah so I have to ask are you in a relationship now not currently no and how are you feeling I'm I'm pretty good like I'm just I'm like going through the motions of it but like I've gotten used to doing my own thing mm -hmm. you know what I mean how yeah. do you feel you've grown since you've been single um I've grown internally, 
And then I feel like it gets to a point where you're like, um, you get so comfortable with being alone, right? Right. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. No. I think some people either speak of it as like they're a little bit ashamed of it or some people judge Mm -hmm. um, individuals who might be single. But for some people, it's okay to be single and that's just the lifestyle for them. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that's for you, but... Mm -hmm. I think it's perfect for you at this phase of your life. Oh, yeah. Um, and there are some people, my my dad, he passed away single. And he, he's been single his whole life, never married. Yeah. Um, and it he loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't about him not meeting the right one or any life circumstances. It mm-hmm. was just, this is the life for me. He loved it. Mm-hmm. And he, he passed that way and he was so happy. Aww. So um, I wish you all the best in, in, in trying to <laughs> find, you know, just happiness in life, whether or not you choose to be with someone. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so, so brave of you to even just make that choice. One, to realize a pattern that you had, mm-hmm. but two, to actually make the choice to be vulnerable and be on your own. Yeah. So congratulations on that, too. Thanks so much. <laughs> you weren't joking when you said uh, perseverance was a great way to describe yourself because I yeah. think it really is. And we're only what ten minutes into this conversation, Are we only? <laughs> so that's that's amazing, and I can't even I can't wait to learn more. <laughs> so it sounds like your ex, I'll call him. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been your last ex, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, how long has it been since your last relationship? It's been three. Three, four years now. Three, four years. And so in the last three or four years, I imagine that you've built a new relationship, not with another person, but with something else that you love, Mm -hmm. and that is fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, You've talked a little bit about your bodybuilding journey um, and some of the accomplishments that you've had, but how else do you feel you've overcome your traumatic experience in terms of I I mean I don't know that it's real trauma to you because you've come out of it like a true warrior mm-hmm. so it was almost like how I'm hearing it is a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. how did you overcome that um and, and maybe it was just fitness but was there anything else that helped you get through it it lingered more so because you know when like it happened when I was a teenager and it was um it was just it was one scenario, mm. right? It wasn't like um like some people uh experience like a a long, like chronic type of trauma. Right. Mine was very like one scenario acute, but then short-lived. Yes, short lived. And then a whole bunch of stuff followed after, like bullying, um, changing schools. And so after, like, it was kind of, it was, um, how do you say, <laughs> like, lingering. Like, after that point, um, I didn't deal with it till, I would say, like, just recently. Um, because I just didn't know how. Um, but how did I, you know it existed? I knew it existed, actually, because I did go see a therapist. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. How old were you when you decided to see a therapist? So that's a funny part. It wasn't me that decided to go see it. It was my parents that decided for me that I was going to go see her. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> how did how did they even pinpoint that this is something that you could benefit from? Just because of the scenario I went through. 
in high school. In terms of your cyclical relationships or or other specific scenarios? Specific scenario. So um, in eighth grade, um, and this is when it all started. Like, I don't know what it is. And it drives me crazy, the fact that, like, us girls are like, I don't know what it is. Like, we, it, like it's like a thing that switches in our brain. And we're like, I like boys. I like boys, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I had my very, very, very first relationship in eighth grade. And, like, it was, like, I don't know. I was so obsessed, mm. right? And you're young. I think that's every girl. Like, right? But he ended it with me, and I was devastated, like, mm. like crying. I remember it was during recess, and I fell to the ground, and I was, like, bawling. And thinking back, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> right? Um, and so I was so traumatized by that. Um, and it was weird. Um so I mentioned I was in a French school. So French high school goes from grade 7 to 12. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Right. And that's how it is over in Quebec. And okay. so here they run their school boards the same kind of the same way. Right. Um and so we had contact with people older, right? Right. Um and I know at the time it was a lot of concern for parents. They were like, why is my seventh grader going to be in the same building as 12th grade? I can see that. They're right? essentially adults. Yeah. Mm. So anyways, um, relationship ended. In eighth grade, I was so upset. And then a guy from 10th grade reached out to me through social media. Um, and then he asked to meet up the next day uh, during school hours. Right? And so... Basically, he was like, let's meet up, um, let's hook up, right? And so it led me to the next day. Um, we met in the cafeteria area, um, and then he was like, follow me. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. You're just kind of like in this trance. Like, I didn't know. I wasn't, you know, I was in eighth grade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I followed him. And... We went, like, far back behind the school, behind a fence, right? Um, And then he was just, like, flat out. And it was during the winter time too, right? And this is a very important um, piece of it. Um, So we get there, right? It's just him and I, and he basically just tells me, he's like, get down on your knees, right? And so, of course, I'm in eighth grade. I'm like, I don't know what the heck is going on. And so... Do you even know? I personally didn't know what that meant in right? eighth grade. Like, how are you feeling? Like, I was like, what? Like, I didn't even, I was like, and I just, and I just did it. And I don't know, like, why, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it was almost like I'm alone and I'm vulnerable and like, this is just happening. Like, right. right? So, yeah, that happened. And then as we were walking back, I could see footprints in the ground of the snow, which there wasn't before. Oh, right? my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting scared. <laughs> so I get back to school and I hear a teacher yell at me down the hallway. And she's like, Michelle Rose. Like, because French, right? And my heart sank, right? Like, I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, I'm like, I'm done Michelle. for. Right? She pulls me into a room and she asks me, she's like, did you meet up with him? I'm not going to say his name. Um... And I was just like, you know, like a deer in headlights. Yeah. I shut down. Like, I didn't know. I didn't say anything. I was just quiet. And I just started bawling. Right. Um, But on my way back walking, I saw those footprints in the ground. And I was like, 
oh crap i'm like people saw Mm. right his friends probably knew so later on that day there's a rumor going around that there's a video out yeah and that's like yeah that was just yeah so my parents i'm so sorry you went through all that (laughs) it's uh yeah i've like now i'm I've come a long way. I'm like, that was eighth grade. But, you know, when you're little, something like that, everybody has different levels of resiliency, right? Yeah. And trauma looks different for everybody. Right. Um, But that was something that I held on to, like, all the way through to, like, my early 20s. Right. Yeah. And that certainly explains why you would be looking for love through relationships. Yeah. Yeah. You're not looking for, you know, one night stands throughout university you're looking for real love yeah because of that traumatic experience and to your point yeah it needs to be addressed Mm -hmm. so um i apologize for cutting you off so how did your your parents deal with it and how did they know you know that it's time to get help yeah so um my parents were called to the school um it's like i come from a very religious background too so that didn't really help my situation at right. all. Um, my parents were very disappointed. Um, my household became very quiet. They didn't really know how to deal with it, right? Yeah. How do you talk about that with it, your parents, yeah. right? Especially back then where we didn't really talk in general. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it was probably... Um, I can't remember exactly when it was, maybe a month or two. It was close after that I started seeing a therapist. Um, Yeah. Um, And uh, she helped me through quite a bit, like, just realizing certain things. Um, But still, like, it just wasn't clicking in my head. Right. Right? Like, you... You're so young. How how are you supposed (laughs) to make that connection at that age? Like, something like that. Like, how are you supposed to make sense of it? Agreed. Right? Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, probably a month or two afterwards, my parents had me go see somebody, and they would drive me to her. I would talk with her, and then I'd leave, and I'd be like, Mom, like, this, you know. It's it's nice to talk to somebody about this, but then it's also in the back of my mind, too. Like, I know that talking to this therapist, she's probably going to go talk to my mom afterwards. Mm, and it wasn't like... You were scared like, of that confidentiality. Yeah, because, you know, like, you're just a kid. Right. You're like... You don't I'm, know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Do you did do you know if your therapist did break that confidentiality with your parents at all? Or no. did she keep everything private and secure for you? As far as I know, everything's private and secure, so... Good. Yeah. yeah. And how long were you seeing a therapist for? I'd say, like... A half half a year, not too long. I'd see her once a week. And how so did you find it helpful? Um, it was helpful in the sense of I was able to get things off my chest. Good. Which is exactly what I needed at the time because you just need a vent. Yeah. Right. And someone who's not biased. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so. non-judgmental as well. Yeah. Especially in your situation because that had nothing to do with who you are um, or even what you knew of in terms of knowledge, you're still learning and you're like, what is this? Is, is this normal? Is it not? How else would you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that you had the support of a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, But looking back, do you think that there were any gaps in 
medical treatment or even just in the process of recovery for you, Mm. do you think that you could have had help elsewhere or did you feel that the support you had was sufficient at the time? At the time, I think it's the best that could have been, the the most that could have been done for me. Um, But other issues started coming out about when you're dealing with trauma like um like not eating mm. right did did you experience that yeah like and, okay. i went through a phase and you know it was like my whole mentality was i need to um i need to be with somebody i need to look like a certain way for them and at the time I it was see. like you need to be skinny skinny like don't eat and be skinny because skinny is beautiful. <laughs> you At know? least that's what we were taught back then right? through media and advertising. Yeah. So, but like in terms of medication, um, I wasn't prescribed any like anxiety or depression meds, nothing like that, which I'm actually very grateful for um, because that does, right, like it can mess with you. Um, but for my level, like my level of resiliency, I was able to deal with it. Thank goodness. Um, but I wasn't eating. And so other problems came about, right? Um, not like eating disorder so much, but, um, when, for example, my period would come, Mm -hmm. I would literally, they called it a vasovagal attack. And it was like, right. I'm like, what is this? Anyways, (laughs) So, I'm so curious. <laughs> I know it's weird. It's weird. It's like when some when you're when you're bleeding excessively and you just pass out and you cramp up and you're going Ooh. through like my hands every time my period would come it, it wasn't like it hasn't came yet. It was like a day or so before. I would clam up like my whole body would just cuz I wasn't eating properly, right? Um, I was deficient in vitamins Mm. is what we found out later, but you know, you go to the doctor and you're like, what, what, she's 16 years old. Like, what does she need? Right. And he's like, let's put her on birth control. And my parents, because like my mom's so religious, she's like, absolutely not. Right. (laughs) Right. And so after that, we went to a naturopath doctor. Oh, good for you. Right. And I'm like, so blessed for this because, um, I mean, everybody everybody has their own experiences and all that. But um, my older sister, she's been on birth control for like a very, very long time. And now she has a bunch of health problems and had problems having a kid and whatever. So um, for me, I'm happy that that wasn't the root. For me at 16 years of age, you know right. what I mean? Um, I know a couple friends that have issues from going on so early. That's a whole other topic. Um, so anyways, all I was deficient in was vitamin B. Wow. After all that. (laughs) After all of that. The whole, like, that was it. Two weeks later, um, like, when I was just about to get my period, like, nothing happened. So I assume you started taking supplements through your naturopath's suggestion? Yeah. Okay. So, and that was, that was it. Wow. Right? And that's where I was like, that's crazy. Like, it's so, it's so wild that, like, vitamins you know you think oh you take your vitamins <laughs> a lot of people don't know the value of vitamins mm-hmm. my partner is one <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people think it's like this myth that mm-hmm. they 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 don't 
do anything really because you don't always see the impact mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. Um, for some people, it can show, you know, the positive impact of vitamins mm-hmm. might not show till your 60s or 70s. For you, it was a matter of two weeks because mm-hmm. you were deficient so. in something, right? So um, vitamins are pretty powerful uh, among other types of supplements mm-hmm. um, and even just regimes or diets. Um, every single person and every body is different. So when you start to determine what the root cause is, whether it's through a naturopath or even your westernized doctor, um, it's so important to discover what your issues are because medication can sometimes be helpful, but sometimes they're also just a band-aid fix. And in your case, I think it would have been a band-aid fix. Yeah. Because why weren't they like, well, what's your diet like? Right. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. You know? <laughs> but, you know, I'm hearing your story thus far. I'm actually really, really happy that you kind of had the support that you needed from your family, um, primarily your parents. It just sounds like they're very much in tuned with alternative medicine mm-hmm. that really helped you in your recovery mm-hmm. journey. Yeah. I am so thankful for that. Yeah. Because, like, my health could have been completely different. Absolutely. I'm I'm really happy to hear that that you had that support. And it was quite, it sounds like it was quite dynamic and well-rounded, where it wasn't just, let's see the family doctor, Mm -hmm. put you on some meds, and be on your way. Mm -hmm. No, it was, I I feel like you were able to address it from a mental health standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, a physical standpoint. It's just, it sounds like you really got the care that you needed um, throughout the whole process. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Was there anything that kind of stopped you from recovering quicker or... The multiple relationships uh, after okay. one, after the other, after the other, right? Right. That, I Because if not say. for that, you would have expedited your recovery. For sure. Got it. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it was this void. Right. It was this, like, void um, that just couldn't be filled. Right. Um, insecurity. Right. Um, I feel like that hinders so much on your development as a person. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, being young, you're like, how do you get out of this insecurity? How did you address that how insecurity? Um, I didn't address it at all. I mean, I, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like you're doing a fantastic job now. <laughs> now, 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 like I'm I honestly can't even believe some like sometimes that I'm the person I am today as I was before. Like mm-hmm. if anybody, anybody who went to high school with me, they'd be like, Michelle was very quiet. She didn't really talk to her, like to nobody. She followed people around. Like I just was not uh, a happy person. Right. Like I wasn't. High school was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, changing schools was like, like that was traumatizing. Um, meeting new friends. Um, but yeah, I would say just... The insecurities that I have of myself, right? Like, I feel like, you know, when you're young, you're always comparing yourself to other people, right? And there's a lot of, I find young girls that don't know how to not do that. Like, how to be happy with yourself and what you have, right? Um, I feel like that's something that just over time you get over. Today's episode is brought to you by Bridge Counseling and Psychotherapy, offering services to couples and individuals helping them explore their inner selves, discover strengths, and move towards living a life filled with balance and growth. They can help you address anxiety to mood disorders and so much more. For more information, visit bridgepsychotherapy.ca and book your free consultation today.
I'm glad you've over you've overcome the difficult points in your life and insecurity. Um, and would you say that your fitness journey has contributed to overcoming your insecurity? Absolutely. Like the mental came before the physical, right? Um, changing my environment, right? Um, you had to take a leap of faith. Like I can't even explain how tr- like scary that was right. for me being a quiet person, changing my whole life starting from scratch. Like, um, but mentally going back in the gym day after day after day in a new place, meeting new people, um, like uh, friends of mine when I like I worked for parks for the town would introduce me to other people in the gym and I just started people just started talking to me and at the time I'm like this little tiny shrimp right <laughs> like I'm like this like 110 pounds like soaking wet <laughs> like there's nothing to me and I'm like ah, I'm just gonna like come in here and train and like hang out with these people who are like jacked <laughs> right um so yeah that was fun um but it allowed me to kind of like let down my guard so fitness and bodybuilding especially has really brought down my guard for being insecure Mm -hmm. because you're supporting other women and building the confidence in yourself too yeah Yeah. like having other women being like okay michelle like let's go train right and i'm like oh my gosh i'm like you want to train with me I'm like, like my good friend, um, Mandy, um, oh my gosh, she's a beast, absolute beast. And when I met her, my eyes were like, whoa, I'm like, <laughs> this girl is like goals. Right. And, um, I was just like, so honored. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me. Right. And it was just, it opened up but like by like a door to, you know, women can be nice. Mm-hmm. And it, through high school, I just dealt with like that cattiness. Right. And, um, yeah, from there it was like they're helping me and yeah, I grew so much and like physically grew too, right? Um and then um yeah, like it's it's weird when you're in bodybuilding, then you start like you have body image issues through right. high school. And then when you're looking at women now after being in the industry, I'm like dissecting people. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm not looking at like their whole body. I'm looking at their arms, their shoulders, like you know, their legs. Like what are there? Is there muscle there? You know what I mean? And it's just so messed up because people are like, oh, look at them. They're so, they're so, um, they're so pretty and blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, oh, but like you know, like. It's just, it's weird. I know exactly (laughs) what you mean. And I get judged for this all the time, particularly (laughs) by my partner, because when I watch movies or go to the beach, I see women and men and I'll be like, "Mm, ass could be a little bigger. Ooh, great tits. Ooh, nice proportioned biceps. Right. Love the calves. But I'm always commenting on physique and I totally get where you're coming from. But for individuals who aren't in the bodybuilding world um you could be into fitness but unless you've competed or have experience competing or really really you know trying to shape a specific part of your body Mm -hmm. you don't you're not really aware of how how hard it is for other people to get Mm -hmm. to the point to where they are so when you notice it it's like wow yes yes and by the way the way you described your impression or yeah i guess is an impression of Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> that's 
my impression of you. Oh. So I think you're incredibly inspiring. But I also saw, when I saw your your Instagram for the first time, I was mm. like, wow, like I got to meet this girl. <laughs> so one day I'll be tapping you on the shoulder and I will be the honored one <laughs> to get to work out with you. So yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So I want to go into your fitness journey. Okay. Um, I know that you've mentioned your last relationship is kind of what got you into fitness. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that moving gyms, you know, took you to another level. Mm -hmm. How did you know that this was the direction for you? And how did you really fall in love with it? Um, it was just something I did. Um, you just, like, once you get into the... Um, the habit of going to the gym, it was just something I did. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you're like, what else do I do? Like, watch TV and do nothing? Like, it almost becomes um, an addiction. Right. Right? right. Like, you're, like, you have to go or you don't feel good. So that's why I, kind of, I carried through with it, um, even when I changed my environment. Um, yeah, I don't know. It kept you busy. Yeah, it just filled my time, kept me busy. Um, it was therapeutic almost. Oh yeah, like it's it's uh it became my sanctuary. Mm. And it was weird because it was like, oh, like I was introduced to this type of environment through my ex, but like I it became something to me completely different from what it was in the beginning. Um what it was in the beginning was like I had awful form. Mm -hmm. I was powerlifting with awful form. Right. Gonna break my back. Right. <laughs> you know, um I knew nothing about diet. Um, but I wasn't getting the physique that I wanted. Right. You know? And er, when you first started, were you working towards physique? Other than, I know you mentioned it filled time. It was yeah. a bit therapeutic. Yes. What were your other motives initially yeah. um, for, for working out? It was more so because my ex at the time wanted to go to the gym. Okay. Um, and I just it was went something along to do with together. it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was something we did together. Um yeah, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, um, at that time, it wasn't uh, my sanctuary. Right. Right? You're just getting introduced to yes. the gym because you're with someone yes. who appreciates it for from their own perspective. Yes. And brought you into it. Yes. But I think that relationship um, sounds like a blessing in disguise because he it introduced is. you to your newfound love. Yes, for sure. Um I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason, Agreed. right? You're, Agreed. There's things that you learn from every relationship that you take with you. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that was one thing that, uh, they may be the only thing. <laughs> that, well, thank uh, you for that. that. <laughs> yeah. And now that you've kind of um, accomplished such a great, milestone in your in your fitness career i think this is just the beginning um i believe you have nationals planned for when yes uh for october this year um which means in two months i start so oh, you start prepping two months prepping already. yeah about two months wow from now yeah 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 are you ready yeah um you know it's it's my first time going into like a prep knowing what it is now right you know what i mean you're like, a bit more experienced your first show is like oh this is so fun i don't know what it's going to be like on show day it's so exciting you're just going through the motions um so now it's like and i feel like 
every competitor goes through this. You go through a high in show and then you go through a low. Absolutely. Right? And right now, I'm probably at my low. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just chilling. Right. But then you'll get up to that high where it's like, let's go, right? Like It's the adrenaline. It's yeah. the diet. Yes. Um, so many different things. Your hormones are raging. And yes. probably before competition in the best way possible yes. um, to get you on that stage and out. So I'm excited for you. Um, I'd love to see your show. So keep me posted. <laughs> it's in Toronto, so Amazing. it's close by. <laughs> Amazing. I'd love to cheer you on for, for your na- first set of nationals. That's exciting. Thanks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I think with your background in fitness, um, you've kind of come to evolve your career mm-hmm. um, to fitness. But just to give our listeners a little bit of a background, what has your career trajectory been like and where is it today? Um, so before the pandemic, actually, I went to get my personal training certificate and I wrote the test literally two days before the pandemic hit, which was great. Um, but then it wasn't great because I couldn't do anything with it. Right, right. (laughs) You know, um, so that's kind of where my career started with that. Um, yeah. And, uh, through the pandemic, I would... I was doing my fitness instructor specialists, too. I was kind of just doing, like, courses, and then I took mental health intervention. Which is awesome. Because I was like, what do I do? There's nothing to do during the pandemic, (laughs) right? And I'm like, well, I might as well just educate myself. Right. Right? So, yeah, from there, um, once everything was lifted, basically, um, I started going to the gym again. Mm -hmm. And then that's when people were like, train me, train me, train me. But... I just got my certificate because I was like, maybe I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I wasn't entirely sure yet, mm-hmm. but I'm like, let's just start this because I have time to do that. Um, it wasn't until I started looking the part that people started approaching me. Right. Right. I think that's natural. Yeah. Right. Um, when you look like someone that I want to look like. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you versus Bob who's sitting next to me. Um maybe not, With you know, belly. In, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not in the way that I'd like to shape my body. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's totally understandable that, you know, when when you start to look the part, people mm-hmm. will poach you. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I understand that now you are somewhat of a of a fitness coach. Yes. Yes. And I think it's also helpful. You've shared with me earlier that your background is in psychology. I think they complement mm-hmm. each other. You know, you you yeah. kind of understand a little bit of, you know, what goes on in people's minds. You understand mental health. Mm-hmm. And now you're at a point where you're you're certified to teach people in the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. They do go hand in hand. Um, something I learned in my undergrad, one thing I learned, um, was that... The best treatment for depressed individuals was to work out. Mm. But try getting a depressed individual to work out. Right. Like, like it's impossible. It is very hard. It's right? hard to even get out of bed. Yes. But once they got up and they just did it, their mood, like, completely changed. Right. Right? And so that's where I found so much passion for it right Mm -hmm. like just if people were motivated enough right 
just one time, right. if they could experience what it's like to train and just get that endorphin release, what that feels like. Right. I definitely think it's helpful for, there's different levels of depression, right? Mm -hmm. So I think to start, there are individuals who might need medication yeah. to balance a specific hormone that might be similar to your point where you were very much depleted in vitamin B. Some people might be overly depleted in a specific hormone that mm -hmm. causes that depression. For other people, it's a life experience, mm -hmm. um, whether it's trauma similar to your story mm -hmm. or just one event or even a chronic event. Um, in any case, I think when you're experiencing depression, it's important to try and pinpoint what helps. Mm -hmm. And if, like you said, if you're able to get out of bed, force yourself in the gym because mm -hmm. what that does is it does get your endorphins going mm -hmm. um which is why i think the least from, this is a very old fact so don't quote me on this mm -hmm. but i believe i once learned that runners have the best mood um mm -hmm. out of all the fitness areas because running increases your endorphins more than any other activity or sport mm -hmm. so if that's true yeah um it totally explains why runners are far from depressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, of course, it depends on everyone's situation. For sure. But, um, but such yeah. a fun fact. So what are the specific services that you offer? Um, so right now, um, I offer um, training online. I went online since the pandemic. Um, I was doing one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, I did a little studio for my basement at home, oh, which nice. was great. Um, and that helped me through the pandemic with a couple clients. Um, but I found that especially after I've done my show now is that training online works a lot better with me. Um, because, uh, maybe I, I sound like a hard ass this way, <laughs> but some people really, really want it. And some people are kind of like, they know that mm. they need it, but they don't want to put in the work. Got it. Right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like sometimes personal trainers get a bad rep for the ones that don't want to put in the work. I get it. Um so like for me I'm like I'm like I'm like oh my gosh like I can't even believe that I did a show. Like literally it was here you go here's your paper and it's up to you now to put in the work. Right. Nobody else is going to tell you to do it. And that's what I mean like I probably sound like a hard ass. Not at all. <laughs> but like that's what that's what it is. Like if you want it so bad for yourself, you got to put in the work. Right. It's, you know. So do you find that online training helps the other person be more accountable for their own training? Yeah. So what I do is I do weekly check-ins on Sundays. Great. Right. So they're accountable to me mm. um, by doing a check-in. Got it. And that's kind of like, oh, okay, like... I gotta, I gotta follow my diet. I gotta, you go to the gym, and it's not. Um, my programs aren't like crash diets, or you know what I mean. It's, it's very, it's lifestyle coaching. So it's not a prep diet, obviously. You know, I want my clients to feel healthy. I want them to feel like themselves, right? A better version of themselves. Um, that's what my program is kind of centered around, but. Everybody's program is different in terms of right, like their goals. what their weight is, mm -hmm. um, what they do daily, like what their job is, what they can handle. How many right. days a week can you train? Can you get up and you do fasted cardio or not? If not, then that's okay, and we'll just modify diet, right? Um, 
everybody's different. But my programs are three months. I have them in three month chunks. Got it. Right. Okay. Um, and then we reassess and see. I always check in on them every Sunday. That's great. How are you feeling? Right. Like, how are you mentally feeling? Mm-hmm. That's honestly what I care about more. Right. Right. That's amazing. Are you able to keep up with this? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome because I think not a lot of trainers. Um, take that into consideration, the mental health aspect. And I love that you have that in the back of your mind, probably because of your your education. Mm. Um, So what exactly are your qualifications um, from even from a mental health standpoint? So mental health. um, So what I did, it was an eight month program at Seneca online. Mm -hmm. Um, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So mental health intervention certificate, basically. Um, And um, it taught you how to deal with people. It was very much centered around the idea of going to work in like a woman's shelter type scenario. Okay. Right? Um, Pronouns. Dealing with all different types of people, like what there's out there now. So how to be inclusive. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. And then prior to that, I understand that you went to York University for mm. psychology as well. Yes. And I think you minor you minored in sociology. Sociology. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it, you know, I love that your background is just so diverse, but all so fitting. Yes. Um, for for the work you're doing now. So I think, um, well, I actually don't want to answer this question for you. So, what do you think separates you from other personal trainers or fitness coaches out there? Like I would say the mental health aspect of right. it. Um, because as much as people want to change physically, it has to be mental before it becomes physical. 100%. Like, there's no, like, with anything, really, um, it has to be a lifestyle. Right. Right? But it has to be sustainable. You have to be happy doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but... What's different about me is that if a client feels like going to the gym is not for them and maybe doing a sport is better for them, then absolutely. Like, and you only have time to do that sport and you don't have time to go and train with weights, then I'll be I'll be the first one to say absolutely go do what makes you happy, right? Um, I just found that for me it was weight training that made me happy and it changed me. But that doesn't look, that's not the same for everybody and I understand that. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. And even if a client didn't change from week to week physically, as long as they're still following um, and they're mentally okay, like they're happy and everything's going good, that is, I care more about that than physically. Great. Right? Like, you know, like physically, like it's only temporary, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I've learned that in prep, especially, you don't look like stage, like all year round absolutely not (laughs) maybe like a week or two and then it's gone and then you're back to being healthy i don't know about a week or two for me it lasted two days (laughs) (laughs) i kid you not It was just oh like I literally inhaled a dozen donuts after yeah. my competition and yeah. it went. I was you like, felt sick? <laughs> Not really. No? Okay. Happy as hell. <laughs> but then the lows came. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, where did this fat come from? 30 yeah. pounds in one month. Wow. Just gave it right back. I, I didn't do reverse dieting the way I should have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of people. 
right? It's hard. It's very, very hard. Yes. Especially <laughs> when you've been doing it for so long, you're like, okay, look, I'm done. Exactly. Like, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But kudos to you for, for accomplishing all that <laughs> and sticking to it. But all the best in, in your upcoming <laughs> competition. Um, how long does it take to see results through your program for yourself? How do you know that your clients mm-hmm. are making progress? But how do your clients know they're making progress? They know that they're making progress when I point it out from their before and afters. Interesting. Yes. So they don't typically see it for themselves until you show them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's like a lot of times. Like you don't, you see yourself every day. You're like, oh, I'm exactly. not changing. I'm yeah. not changing. Yeah. Um, pointing those out. Sending them back screenshots where I'm, like, circling their body part. And I'm like, look. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's crazy. I'm like, yes. Like, right? Right. Because they don't don't do that. They Mm -hmm. won't do, like, side-by-sides. And you know what I mean? That's, yeah. Yeah. Do you have clients who constantly check the scale? Oh, my gosh, yes. (gasps) How do you deal with that? It's like... I tell them to just throw the scale out. Thank to start. you. I do <laughs> I say that all the time. And too. it's like I don't like like it just it's crazy how it messes with you. It does. Um, I mean, I experienced that when um, I was 110 pounds mm-hmm. starting, and I didn't weigh myself for two years. I step on the scale, and I'm now 145 pounds, and I I freaked out. Like, for a week, I was just like, oh, like, I'm fat. Like, what? Like, you know? Except you're not. Right? Right? Like, it's... a lot of muscle mass weighs more. Yeah. And you're, yeah. Absolutely. The yeah. scale is so deceiving. It is. And I just, I really hope our listeners kind of um, clue into the fact that, you know, the scale is not a good representation mm-hmm. of your progress. Because when you're working out, you're gaining muscle, losing fat, muscle weighs more than fat. Mm-hmm. So naturally, you're going to see the scale go, go up. But numbers are not everything. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror, sure. put on, you know, your old pair of jeans. That's how you can tell. Yeah, literally. <laughs> or hire Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or when the weight just doesn't change. Right. Right? Yeah. And they're just, they're, oh, I'm not changing, I'm not changing. But they are. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What does your ideal client look like? It looks different on everybody. Mm. Um, healthy looks different on everyone. So true. Um, yeah. Uh, like, you're, as long as you're, you know, my ideal client is a healthy client um, with lean muscle mass, I would say. Like, just because muscle plays such an important part in health mm-hmm. and not a lot, like... Um, even your doctor won't even talk to you about how important muscle is for you. It's true. Right? Um, so, yeah, I would say, like, lean muscle mass, um, a decent amount of healthy fat, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just happy is my ideal client. Um, great. Not you, overweight. Like. <laughs> right. Although I, I imagine, so, sorry, mm-hmm. when you describe your ideal client, that's kind of what they would look like coming out of your program, right? Yes, so going into your program, um, if I'm 300 pounds, five feet tall, would mm-hmm. you take me in? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and then there's also the complete opposite where what if I'm 90 pounds? And this is actually my situation growing up. Mm-hmm. I was really insecure because I was too skinny. Mm. I never wanted to be um, 
you know, like the models and individuals on magazines and yeah. movies, I didn't want to look like that. I wanted to grow, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how and I didn't know you could. Right. I legit thought this is a body that I was born in and I have no option. Yeah. It was really hard for me to gain weight at certain points in my life. Other yeah. points much easier. But <laughs> <laughs> um, what is kind of your type of program for or how do you adjust your program for someone who might be too thin too skinny no muscle mass Mm -hmm. how do you help them through your fitness program so yeah that would be um more calories right i want to get i want to get them eating frequently throughout the day um i do like after prepping i do i love the idea of eating six meals a day Mm -hmm. and i feel like that could be literally so beneficial for everybody because it fires your metabolism at Mm -hmm. the same time Mm -hmm. um but more food of course um for somebody that needs to put on muscle mass increase carbs um proteins just keep it consistent through the day protein is so 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 important to have frequently through the day especially after and before training um that is your staple in growing and of course it's so simple like everyone knows that eat more <laughs> eat more food um but for some people it's actually really difficult yes but i imagine when you're putting them through physical training um hopefully it builds up more of an appetite for those types of clients what does the physical aspect of your training program look like for individuals looking to gain muscle mass Physical aspects, so training specifically. Um, so I get my clients to do, um, to grow. I get them to do, um, it depends. It, it's every pro, every client that I have is different based off of their availability. For sure. Um, but like if somebody has three days a week to the gym, it's upper, lower, um, or sorry, it would be like a push-pull leg. I don't like so using push-pull. It right. would probably be like uh, I would I would do it uh, chest, shoulders, and then I would do um, back, right, the other, the other day. Chest, shoulders, and then back and arms, right? So more so a combination of weightlifting versus cardio. Yes, more weightlifting, not so much cardio. I think a lot of people get so obsessed with cardio, and it's like we just need – to cool it agreed <laughs> um because weight training can be cardio my program is like cardio um you probably throw up at <laughs> so it's like boxing <laughs> it's, i'll give you an example so um i have clients do pyramids on a leg press so i'll oh have them goodness. do like but in to start their weight is probably like not very much sure right um but i'll put like a 10 pound weight 10 pound weight, 10 pound weight, and it'll be 50 reps, 40 reps, 30 reps, 20 reps, 10 reps, right? And then the weight increases, Mm -hmm. and then we'll go the other way around, and we'll go all the way back up to 50 reps with light weight. Oh my goodness. Right? And (laughs) (laughs) this, it builds up an appetite for sure. I'm like, if you're not hungry after this weight training session. (laughs) So I take back what I said earlier, you're a hard ass. (laughs) But in the best way possible. Yeah, I mean, it was so much love. I'm like, <laughs> you it. want big legs? You want to grow your butt? This is how, right? Like, or like, um, 
uh, like hip thrusts. I'll yeah. have clients do it on a Smith machine and it'll be like 10 by 10s. Oh my goodness. So like 10 reps, 10 seconds rest, 10 reps, 10 seconds rest. And it'll be like a hundred. So it's like hit. Yes. With weights. Yes. But wow. you're picking at the muscle. But like, it's not the training that changes you. It's the diet. Mm. It's what mm-hmm. you do. Like you go in and you can torture yourself like you, you you know you can rip your muscle apart rip it apart rip it apart if you're not feeding it it's not going to grow right right well yeah the statistics are 80 percent um of your weight change or your weight loss or late weight gain journey mm-hmm. is attributed to your diet 10 percent mm-hmm. genetic 10 percent physical training yes. so that 80 percent is a massive chunk yes yes huge so yeah i make sure that my clients train the muscle right <laughs> And then they feed it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what is your preferred style of encouragement for your clients? Affirmation, for sure. Mm, good to know. Um, That's an important one that um, not a lot of people yes. practice. So the change that I went through is something that I want so bad for other women. Um I like I tear up at it because it's like it was so um, it was just so it was just crazy like how I've changed so much as a person through doing this and I wanted so bad for others and what really helped for me was um, because I was so insecure at the time right I was like being told just being told like you're doing good right? Like, oh my gosh, look at your shoulders. Like, they're popping, right? And then you're just like, okay, like, let's go. And I never had that growing up. Mm. And um, that's something that really helped me out of my insecurity was right. words of affirmation. Right. And that's that's my love language, right? Like, we all have our different love languages. Absolutely. But for me, as a trainer helping others, like, that's what I, that's what I always say. I'm like, you're doing great. Like, I'm like, look at this in this picture, right? Like, like, this is changing. Like, your waist is getting smaller. Your shoulders are coming out. Your waist is looking smaller, and your shoulders are big, and it's creating that nice, that beautiful V, right? Oh, I love the V shape. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> it's not about the weight. It's about the illusion, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, and that is just, oh, my gosh. Like, I get so excited when I see clients change, and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, you kind of started talking about my next question, but what motivates you to help others? <laughs> that essentially, yeah. <laughs> and my change, yeah. For listeners who need your expertise, what advice would you have to offer them? Who need my expertise? Um, just, uh, I would say just keep going with it. Like, just keep putting in the work. And it's about consistency. Mm. Um, That's a huge, like, people think, like, oh, it'll happen in a month, two months, three months, four months. No. It took me, like, two years to, like, significantly change. And that was just because it was part of my lifestyle and what made me happy, like, mentally made me happy. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, You don't get a bodybuilding body without it being part of who you are as a person right you know you're right uh it's hard work um yeah i would say like from my expertise is just keep doing what you're doing like 
Keep putting in the work because every session matters. Every session moves you ahead. And that's um, the just the community, being in a community of people in the gym that are all there to better themselves. Like, you'll never find, other than, like, testosterone running <laughs> through wild in the gym, you'll never find, like, a happier place than people just trying to better themselves. Right. Right? Right. Like, we're all there to, you know, all the guys are there to look like Chris Bumstead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Mm. And everyone's trying to look like, um, is it Courtney? Yeah, Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're engaged. (laughs) I'm following. (laughs) But they they are an incredibly, like, great-looking couple. Yes. But their relationship is also so beautiful. I've kind of just watched it through social media very early on when I started bodybuilding myself and it's just it's so inspirational Mm -hmm. to continue to watch um, just people and couples grow together um, and and fitness is such a big part of the relationship so that's amazing or hearing him talk about like competing is he's comes obviously he's like right at the top but Mm -hmm. his mentality around it is so like he I was watching a video of him on a podcast and he was just like, Maybe I'll do Olympia this year, maybe I won't. Right. Right? And it, for him it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's just what I do. Exactly. Right? That's so amazing. No pressure. Yeah. Just <laughs> do what makes you happy. Right. Right. And it's so true. Um, I think that's why you are where you are today, because fitness was just something that made you happy and it's kind of shaping every part of you Mm -hmm. it's helped you healed your trauma and now you're here helping others through fitness thank Thank you you. so much for again sharing your journey with us and being so transparent i think you can help a lot of people with your story and just inspiring them and obviously from a physical standpoint you're inspiring me so thank you (laughs) we'll be in touch for sure for my own personal benefit but hopefully for our listeners as well (laughs) thanks so much for having me absolutely thank you again for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe like and share. Bye for now, and don't forget to make lemonade. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical diagnosis or treatment. Listeners are encouraged to seek assistance from healthcare professionals on thelemonsaid.com or your nearest healthcare network. Crisis helplines are available to you 24 hours a day. Audio for the Lemon Said podcast was engineered and brought to you by Shoreline Sound Studios.